Good day, everyone. This is Isabel Paradi, and I'm very excited to welcome you to my first ever podcast called The Hot Seat Challenge. So throughout the year, I will invite some of the leaders of our industry who are brave and bold enough to tackle the hot seat challenge. But today, I would like to invite you to spend the next 15 to 20 minutes, during which I will ask telecom questions you never dare to ask, to the one and only Dario Betty, CEO of the Mobile Ecosystem Forum, also known as MEF. Dario, welcome to the hot seat. Hello, I'm ready for the grilling here. The seat is getting really, really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit early days for that. I, I was hoping that it wasn't so uncomfortable already, but uh, let's see how you survive. I'll, I'll try to be kind. You're my first victim, so okay. I'll try to be kind to you, Dario. Thank you, Isabel. So to get us started, it's the first episode, and I would like to set out some rules of engagement, okay? Rule number one, Dario, each time you say the word COVID, pandemic, vaccine, virus, anything of that nature, you'll have to put $1 in my naughty box, which will go to the Telecom Sans Frontier charity. Okay? Rule number two, if you say the name of any of my competitors, Rule number one would apply. Rule number three, if you say the following buzzword, in your case, digital transformation, you must follow rule number one. Good luck with that one. Oh, I think this is an evil scheme to get me to pay, <laughs> but it's for a good cause. However, I'm competitive, Isabel. I'll try my best. And I'm competitive too, Dario, so I'll try <laughs> my best to make you spend all your money. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> So, is your wallet ready, Dario? My digital wallet is uh, crying on the corner, I'm sure, right now. <laughs> it's ready and we <laughs> can go. Okay. So, you're comfortably installed in your hot seat? Kind of, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. So, let's talk. Uh, I'm going to start the first question. Let's start the ball rolling with buzzwords and trends. Mm. In our industry, I think there's... Oh, at the moment, a new buzzword every day. It's almost like a buzzword a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> <laughs> but the one I chose for you today to talk about is identity. In you know, our personal identity is the new gold, in my opinion. You know, it has a lot of value and also it brings a lot of risk to all of us in the digital world. So, do you think identity is just a retail play, or should carriers start caring about it more? And if so, how? Very good topic. Uh, thanks for choosing that one. It's, it's something that's very close to, well, math in general and myself. Uh, and I think it should be a topic for everyone. It should be a topic for board members. Um, where we're talking about identity and it's a digital twin. Uh, can I say that? <laughs> Which would be personal, um, personal data. So identity and the collections of uh, data you might then get for somebody specifically. Um, and uh, you, you're right, because for many years, it was uh, it's a retail question, it's a service question. And it's it's a very timely to be so. Uh, in uh, I'm currently in Italy, and the news, uh, main news is that TikTok, a social network, has been banned in Italy. Uh, 
a 13-year-old girl, a 10-year-old girl died trying to emulate in some of the challenges, suffocation challenges in that service. But it turns out that if you are 13 or under, you cannot access to the terms and conditions of a user. And so the authority came and stopped the service. Uh, it will start again shortly, uh, trying to understand. And uh, the identity, knowing who your customer is, is, is essential. Um and yet it's not done. And I don't want to pinpoint just on TikTok. Now, a lot of other services apply that. So many of the telecom might say, well, that's not me. That's not what I do. Actually, identity goes much deeper in that. The identity who's calling is important. Uh, I'll do another Italian uh, examples as I'm here for, for strangely enough for, for a long time. But um, so last year, one of the, the third largest uh, GDPR fine uh, was for Telecom Italia. And there was 28 million euros uh, for for Tim and the fact that it didn't uh, sufficiently safeguarded the personal data of 30 million customers of theirs. And, and they were bombarded by partners or some non-partners of, uh, of Tim. So some of these 30 million customers received 155 uh, marketing calls in a month. And that's wow. five a days. If you want to destroy, wow. if you want to destroy your own market, that's a recipe. So the twenty-eight million charges is nothing in comparison to what happens. So let's talk outside the UK, sorry, Italy and UK and others, but US stir shaking. There, we're trying similar questions to find the identity who's calling. Uh, who is calling to avoid that the, the bad callers are one of them destroying your market? Now, if you are a wholesaler, you still say that's great. Eventually, it's everybody's market. You know the uh, math information. One of the top three reasons for people to stop having a fixed line phone is called you know marketeers calling you. Now, I think that it goes even deeper to to that. If you're doing IoT, your identity of things is actually a big thing. So even if, you, if you're trying to move away, it's still identity that matters. Um, so in retail, in wholesale, in new services, that's a common thread. And we have not been able to manage it yet. And also to put the rules of engagement clearly on what you can do with it. Um, there are some companies working out there and some of them are really doing a great job. I should say that for many years, identity has been not paying lots of dividends. So if you were working on identity, you probably didn't hit the big pot. Actually, the opposite was a big pot, trying to maximize it. But the tide might be turning. So I should be careful of the words that I use. I'll still give you some money at the end for that. But uh, I can't say the very bad word, but if you're looking at changing dramatically your business model, <laughs> did I imagine? Uh, Are you trying to say digital transformation? I'm not allowed there? to. I can feel it coming. Isabel, I'm not allowed to. And I'm competitive. I'd never do it on purpose now. Um, so if you're trying to do that, uh, well, guess what? Identity is one of those key topics you have to address. You have to do something. Good news is there is a lot of tools available. Um, and really, really, the industry is is now kind of ready to to just uh, lift up to the next level. And le- ready means also making more money for some. It's not just a question about spending more money to something, but uh, I need to make it. No, no, no. This is an opportunity to differentiate, add quality to your services. So I guess then if we move on the discussion to what's going on at the moment in our industry, some top news, and I chose one for you that I think is quite interesting. It's around Facebook and WhatsApp. Um, so we've heard that Facebook 
surprisingly enough, has postponed its plan to monetize WhatsApp after a start of an exodus of some of the a lot of the people toward the smaller platforms such as Signal and Telegram. So I guess this brings us back a little bit to the identity and the, the value of our privacy in the digital reality. So do you think this is the beginning of the end of Facebook's enterprise suite monetization, monetization dream even before it started? No, WhatsApp is, and Facebook are not going to stop. But did they got scared for the first time ever? Uh, yes. And not about because they cannot monetize, but because the entire business is predicated like any other business on one thing, which is trust. And stop not having their trust. Longevity of your platforms changes dramatically. So I think what is going to turn out now is a much more soul-searching, not just for the communication of these specific examples, but many other things that should apply there. So I, I, I think it probably was a good call at the right time. Um, See, no man, no damage really done for, for Facebook overall. They had a bit of an egg in their face, get fined, that happens to everybody. Um, they probably learned a bit of a lesson. Let's see what they come and do next. And by the way... Yes, I was going to say, how is that going to impact their future strategy? Yeah, but I think the timing, if I get it right, is about March or April. That's when they they say, we'll come back and do a better job in communicating. They're not having given up the, the plan. They will just say we will come back and t- do it in a better way. Um, and let's see what the better way is. But the lessons is for everybody. It's not f- just for Facebook. Is do not consider your customers' identity and personal data. Oh, we go to the previous point that we were talking about before. And then you might be long-term in a really bad position. Mm, I like that. Uh, so I guess... Then this brings us to the next topic, which is, I think you'll like that one, which is the MEF, you know, the Mobile Ecosystem Forum. Uh, there's a growing number of organizations out there having different degrees of success and influence on our industry. Uh, why should MEF exist at all? What makes it so special or is it special? Well, okay, MEF had on February 2nd its 20th birthday. You know, we are... Nicely formed, <laughs> not old, uh, perfect, perfect age. Uh, the thing, we need to ask that question every day, not just uh, on our birthday. But it's it's very interesting on our AGM, which is coming shortly. We're probably going to ask very similar questions. Why do we exist, and are we still bringing value? Now, luckily for me and the team, our members seems that we're still bringing value. Um, and they're pretty happy. Uh, and the reason for it is because the reason the MEF was set up 20 years ago was, well, because there were a lot of vertical silos. Uh, it was a lot of easy jobs description, trade description. Hello, I'm an operator. Hello, you know, I'm a wholesaler. Or hello, I'm an enterprise. And you go on, you know, I sell equipment. Everybody had a clear job. Now, try and find one of those today, which is not doing a bit of a job of some of the others. So equipment vendors are running networks. Uh, wholesalers are doing small things, IoT, you know, even retailing some, type, some of the stuff. And, oh, talk about the telecoms and, and trying to find what, you know, what's a new call, what are our communication service providers? Are there CPAS? Uh, I'd, I'd, we have a massive ad- identity crisis, but it's not the identity that changes. The market has changed. and we are now collaborating much more. 
in delivering something to our customers. The service, which was one service, now is a combination of 10 services and probably 20 companies working behind that. So the reason for MEF being a, a meta association, an association of associations, if you want, and associations of different people, we, we bring a forum for that conversations that are sometimes a bit difficult to have, which is, you know, how do I work with you? You're my competitor as well. You, you might, oh, but those are the things that tomorrow's, your tomorrow's partner will be there. And, and some of the discussions, if you're now delivering a single service, who is in charge on some of those topics? Fraud for existence. And for, for one is who's in charge of fraud? Um, in SMS delivery is machine, which is one of the biggest fraud in, in finance right now. Is it the bank? Is it the telecom operator? Is it a different wholesaler? Is, is the SMS aggregator? Uh, is the marketing campaign that runs it? No one. And that's not true. I mean, everybody is in, involved and we need to find a waste, a forum for everybody to talk. So if you're not careful, Isabel, I will talk for half an hour about that. But uh, I... Oh, but better men than you have tried. Uh, I mean, I, I keep on going. I keep on going. A big part of what you do is you bring, you're not only doing work in the background with your working groups, but also you're you're bringing a lot of the information, the content, you know, to the industry, the results of all these discussions. So you you share that very well with with the industry in general. So I think that's probably another one of your differentiators. I'm putting my consultant hat here and telling you <laughs> what I think. But uh, so definitely, I think that's one of your big pluses. Uh, thank you, Isabel. How much money should I give to Telephone Sans Frontières <laughs> now? You just tell me the number and I'll do it because uh, th there was a fantastic endorsement. I like you very much. <laughs> well, you like me now, but you might not like me after my next question. Oh, no, it's going so well, Isabel. <laughs> no, I don't know. You never know with me. So it's not called the hot seat for nothing, Dario. <laughs> We're going to go personal now. I want to know more about Dario, the man behind MEF. I know there's a lot of people behind MEF. I'm not yes, saying you're the way. only one, but you're one of the men behind MEF. And, and so if someone wrote a book about you, what would be the title and why? Uh, I, I don't know. If I, if I were to write one, uh, and I'm not, but uh, I think that one thing that surprised me the most throughout the years is, is it's been, I've been so lucky and I didn't design it to end up in so many places. And, and for complete, so complete no reasons, is it just happened by serendipity. So I, I, I would choose the, the casual traveler. Um, I'm, I'm born in Italy. I, I went to the US when I was a teenager for a scholarship. Uh, obviously a mistake there, but somehow they gave me the money to go. And then after that, I was in UK. And then I managed to, uh, to do the, Middle East through uh, Germany, uh, multiple places in uh, Asia, Russia, and I'm now back uh, at MEF in uh, London, but quite globally going everywhere. All of those countries have changed me a lot. And I went, end up in, uh, end up working in places where I did not know them. Uh, and that was probably a bit silly of me and shows my, you know, when people first called me and said, would you like to go to work in Indonesia? I was, in, in the where and turn turn out that that was one of those places that changed me and it was a complete uh, discovery and i should say the same about myanmar uh you know the the vast entity that is russia i ended up understanding that they're russias and and going to places that i would never forget um that 
it's kind of humbling because wherever you go and in some places, I was bringing with me telecommunication services. Now, if you're born in Europe, you give certain things for granted. Uh, we were launching an operator in Myanmar and anybody that would say that was seen as a hero in Myanmar. Uh, and that was only a few years ago. I mean, I'm, um, we're not talking about, probably talking about seven years ago. So I think there has been a great luck of what I was doing and a great luck in uh, what I ended up doing. Um, there was no magic plan. Still haven't got one. Uh, but uh, I don't know if there is a... a a sense for people in the industry apart from oh my god how much is the reach of his industry and how much is the value of his industry and um and how lucky i have been uh, to decide that i wanted to do something on with around these topics um i, I feel very i think very lucky is probably the other title could be if i had not been lucky Hmm. that's nice that's a nice way and I agree with you travel is so important in enriching enriching who you are as a person if you're lucky enough to have that chance to travel and I have and it you know it's brought me so much perspective on life and, uh, and you know richness on meeting new people so I think we are very lucky in the industry which is why we can't wait to start traveling again you know when this pandemic I'm allowed to say it because <laughs> I'm the boss <laughs> uh, So uh, let's try to do this again soon, Dario. I think it was really good discussion. Thank you for helping me kickstart my podcast with a bang. And uh, everyone, thank you for listening. And stay cool, be hot, and until my next hot seat challenge. <laughs>